This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Johnny Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. So Hollywood's getting fucking vampire facials now, huh? Poor gullible bastard. And, and it's okay that you don't have the science down, Bisque. Goddamn science doesn't have the science down for this bullshit. Golden arm blood and laser beams in your face. And then he looks in the mirror after three days and he convinces himself that it's working. Listen to me, kid. Everybody knows if this Fakata vampire spritz was truly working, you wouldn't even be able to see a reflection in a mirror. All right, we're back, baby. Pete and Sebastian show. We are in the building in Sirius XM. DJ Lou is right in front of me. Sebastian is right across from me. And what's up, bro? How are you? We are in studio here in New York City, all three of us in the same room. Again, rarely happens, but I think it's happening more frequently than it ever has, to be honest. We're having a good run. We're having a good run. So, uh, yeah, good to be here. And by the way... It's safe to say all the cheap men's hair dye has washed itself out. This is the natural. A little on the right temple guy, but overall, still hanging strong with dark hair. Yeah. Not much of a difference from the dye job, would you say? No, not much of a difference. So now that I have uh, something to compare it to, I... I don't think it was as dark as I possibly thought it was. I'm not going to lie to you, though, but if, if, it, if it was grayer than I thought, I would have dyed it up to come back in here. No, it's, <laughs> it's all right. This is how it is, I'm telling you. Anyway, you look great. Thank you very much. Uh, let's um, let's get um, – we just saw Snoop Dogg in the lobby, all right? Yeah. And that's why we have this wonderful Snoop Dogg playing in the background. As soon as I walked in, I smelled pot. Right? Yes. And I asked the woman, you know, smell pie. And she goes, yeah, yeah, Snoop says he's going to come out. Now, Snoop was taking photographs in front of the Sirius XM uh, step and repeat, right? Mm-hmm. And I turned around and he was like doing something with his hands, with his, with his head up, glasses on. And I think rappers just get away with doing like just cool moves like that in front of a step and repeat i don't even know what to do in front of it do you i no. just that stupid dumbass smile yeah and the, with the hands in the pocket this guy head cocked <laughs> glasses on throwing up i mean his fingers <laughs> yeah look like a squid right was he always doing the, the head tilted back and this is what i do in front of a step repeat when he first came out <laughs> right or right. is that just a uh evolution of you know this is my move this is, even the weed does he do you think he has days where he's like i don't even want to get high today do you think he's got like a spray that smells like weed <laughs> and he just sprays that to keep the reputation going <laughs> because it's insane man to carry that reputation and like it's like who wants to smell like weed and be known for that everywhere it's and the weed i mean i'm not a weed connoisseur by any means but i feel like he has almost like the uh the bordeaux 
of oh. weed. Oh, absolutely. Like you don't smell that like on the street. That is such a that's such an aged weed that this guy literally has. I mean, if his weed, like if his joint had a price, I think it would be about fifteen hundred a joint. Uh, I would no? agree. I would agree. And even a guy like me who smokes a lot probably can't even get halfway through one of his. <laughs> I think the scientists making the most potent, amazing weed in the world. When they come up with a new strain that's stronger than any strain ever, they go, "We have to send this to Snoop." That's the test. How much weed do you need? Okay, talk to me. I got a whole slew of this shit. I mean, I got sativa, I got green, I got orange, I got purple, I got haze, cookies. Do you want that burden, man? Oh, I don't know if I do, but man, I was just looking at the the whole thing from his shoes to the glasses. I go, this guy knows how to flare it up. Yeah, yeah. And then we came upstairs, and we got to get into the Coney thing because... uh, Yeah. Bro, I do. I went. Well, when I went, I don't know if I should start. You should start. We saw Jerry Cooney. Yeah, go and ahead. he's a big fan of yours, I guess, because me and Lou came up after the fact down the hallway, and Cooney was talking to you, and then you introduced me to Jerry Cooney. I grew up on Long Island. He was our, our hope at one point. He was a Long Island guy. Yeah, and I remember literally is back when you didn't have Sports Center or anything, and like he was a real strong puncher. I told you before, he, he would knock guys out with his body shot. He yeah. was our guy, yeah. and he got to finally fight Holmes. Yeah. And you didn't find out till the next day. You got on your bike and you rode up to the Seven Eleven. I got a Slurpee in the paper, and I looked in the back, and Cooney, I think Google that shit, Lou went down in the thirteenth. I think uh, he got knocked out in the thirteenth. Yeah. Well, he put a good fight up. I remember that. Yeah, he put up a good fight. Didn't win. So when I saw him after you, yeah. I what I tend to do, and Lou knows this through the years, I make a bigger deal sometimes because it's exciting to me. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, hey, great to meet you. I grew up all along. I loved you. And he kind of gave me a tone it down, <laughs> right? And then when we passed him on the stairs again, when he was coming down and we were going up, he goes, oh, it's just me again. Don't get excited for the second one or something like that. Oh, I didn't hear him dude, say that. It took everything for me not to say, bro, you're a one-look pony, dude. I don't get excited for you twice. And I was just being that. I don't like when I'm nice and then people take it and act like... They use it against you. Yeah. He just doesn't have the power to stand there and trade with Jerry Cooney. And right now, he doesn't have the mobility to move anymore. Right what? now, it just looks like a matter of time, Keith. Legs are almost gone for Eney! It would appear. There's a hard uppercut. And down goes e- in the first round and I don't think he's going to get up with any authority. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you tend to uh not edit yourself in your excitement whatsoever. Right. Uh it just comes out and there's, you know, this is this is me. If it's there, Snoop did nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. didn't hear anything from you no. from the Snoop. <laughs> not at all. I was probably, I don't know, equally excited to see Jerry Cooney that I was Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> You you're I, never excited. You're more inquisitive. Like you're looking you're looking at displays at a museum yeah. or something. You just kind of give yeah. someone the slow look over. No matter how, what they ask you, you're gonna reply at your pace. Yeah, you know, I I my excitement is from within. Like in my in myself, I was going, oh, the shoes, the glasses. Is that a, is that a gang sign he's throwing up, or is that his hello? 
What is that? Cooney, I was looking at his teeth. I go, new teeth. Yeah, right? that's cool, I would imagine. And, yeah. um, and he gave me his card to come on a show. I didn't know he had a show. I was just sizing him up. I was looking at him. I'm going, hey, I think I could take this guy. Like, this is a heavyweight champion, yeah. right? Or a well, guy he, who, he well, <laughs> not a champion. Not a champion. <laughs> he was a contender <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the belt. Yeah. So you look at him, just like I was kind of looking at Tyson, right? I was looking at him going, you know, it's just like if I got in the ring with this guy, you think I... <laughs> Yeah, I think I could get a couple into the, into the chest plate. I don't know. That's interesting with Cooney. If you think you could at this point, nah. I don't, I don't. I'd have knocked him out on the stairwell. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, so yeah, I mean, five minutes we were here. We ran into Cooney and Snoop, mm -hmm. and uh, I feel like there's like an energy here, an excitement that you typically don't get. Obviously, when we're doing it uh, from uh, from the remotes. So, um, coming off a, a lunch I just had, it was an interview I did, and um, I wanted to get you guys' take on this. Um, it's an Italian restaurant in the in the city here, and the owner was a fan of mine and brought out two desserts for the interviewer and myself. We had just had a small lunch. I had a soup. The guy had, like, uh, whatever, spaghetti. And he put the cannoli in front of me, the owner. Yeah. And he put the uh, cheesecake in front of the, the the other guy. So let me ask you this. When you get, like, a free dessert, are you allowed to come over and eat my dessert? Like... I, I had the cannoli, yeah, and then this guy had the cannoli. What, well, when you say he had the cannoli too, did you cut? Did he cut it off? Or he bit into the same cannoli. No, no, no. He cut it off. Like he went in for my cannoli. I just yeah. thought it was like, okay, I'm gonna get the cannoli. You're gonna get the cheesecake. This ain't like a share job, right? <sighs> That's an interesting call. I mean, why should one guy get stuck with the cheesecake if he's more of a cannoli guy? I just, it's, it's a freebie. It's the way that the chips fell. I got the cannoli. You got the cheesecake. I, if you ask the guy who, 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 the owner who brought it out. Yeah. Do you think he'd say, no, no, I put it out for everyone to cut it up. Or no, no, I wanted you to have the cannoli. I feel like the guy was Italian. And he wanted, you. And he wanted me to have the cannoli. Was the other guy not Italian? He's not Italian. Oh, then he definitely wanted you to have the cannoli. <laughs> was the other guy Irish? That's you usually look, yeah, where you give a yeah. mix, slap some cheesecake down his throat. <laughs> oh, man. So the other oh. guy had that. So he had, he reached in on the cannoli. And I go, what the fuck? So then I went on in for his cheesecake. I felt like I had to oh, give it. Oh, this I, is a Sicilian eye for an eye guy. You didn't even <laughs> want the fuck. You I should didn't. have not had the cheesecake just to make it more obvious. That guy would have went home to his wife going, I took half his cannoli and he didn't touch my cheesecake. Which made me feel like I shouldn't have took his fucking cannoli, right? <laughs> that's that that's a better last. approach. That's that was, a, you almost had it. By the way, when you cut into a cannoli, doesn't the whole shell shatter? Well, this is, I, I didn't want to have the cannoli. I wasn't in the mood for one. I just wanted to taste the filling. I didn't want to be rude. And right. So I just taste the filling. Yeah. But that brings up a good point. If I had went in and picked up the cannoli and ate it and then put it down and then he dove into the other side, I, I think once you pick it up and eat it, it's yours, no? Once, yes, absolutely. If he would have then took and did anything with it, the interview is over, the whole dining, everything is over. It's a complete shutdown, right? So, so I like the move, though. You were just going to do a little finger touch because moving forward, 
uh, you're going to get more and more out of your life. You're going to go to a restaurant, have this, have that. So you got to do the Anthony Bourdain thing. Just uh, a bite of this, a bite of that. But don't expect me, if I come to your restaurant, just to knock back a whole Boston cream pie because... I'm in fucking Quincy Market. Yeah, right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I think you're right. I think that's the way to go. It's just a little taste, a nibble, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And then move on. But yeah, I left there going, I mean, nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, man, what's the rule on a free dessert? Are you able to, to pick at other people's desserts if you're not family? No, absolutely. If, not even family. If my brother or father, my father, okay. But father or wife and daughter, that's it. Your brother is is a uh... nah. That's that's two. It's two men, right? <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. The Pete and Sebastian Show. There's a listener. I'll put the name in later because I can't remember it. But I she had something she brought up. Uh, a lot of different ways people getting a hold of us now with stuff, and I thought it was fascinating, and I wanted your take on it. She said she used to waitress at a restaurant down in Tampa, Florida, on one particular day after Derek Jeter was done playing baseball. He was down there for whatever reason with another guy, and she waited on him, and his bill came to like 50 bucks, and he literally tipped the bill. He gave 50 bucks, she said, which was so cool, but he signed the $50 bill. So she said, you know, I didn't know what to make of that. I don't know if that's something he does or, like, I don't know. So she goes, you know, the owner of the place just gave me another 50, but he did take that 50 and put it on the wall of the restaurant. What do you think's going through Jeta's head? I'm asking you. She just said that. What do you think is going through his head with the signage on the bill I'm giving you? Do you think he's got pre-signed bills coming into the damn thing. Uh, no, no, he pulled out a pen <laughs> and signed it right in front. You think he goes out with up ten hundreds and signs it before he leaves? Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me he signed the bill without he getting asked. No one asked him for his autograph, right? No, he, that was the tip he was giving was a fifty dollar bill, and he just signed it. No one asked. Okay, see, this is another thing that I don't know if this comes with that level of fame where you just go, they're going to probably want to hang this on the wall. <laughs> because if you take the Jeter bill and it's signed, are you allowed to spend that? Is that worth something? Is a, is a, is a Jeter signature on a 50 yeah. worth more than a 50? Yeah. Than a non-Jeter 50? I don't know. That's a good question. See, that's um, that. I don't even think Google knows that. Uh, <laughs> We're blowing Google's mind right now. Picasso used to write everything with checks, even when he went to the supermarket for stuff. Check, because he knew no one was cashing my my signature, so he was getting everything for free. But Jeter's going on hard currencies, defeating the whole purpose. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. By the way, we're getting filmed. This is the first time I think we've ever had the. Is it the first time, Lou? Did we have cameras? Uh, second time. Jeter's signature is worth uh, $200 a, a picture, autographed picture. So it's worth more than a $50 bill. And also, Cooney was knocked out in the 13th round. Oh, okay. All right. I was right. Now, now, would you be more inclined to go on Cooney's show if he had won the Larry Holmes fight? I'm going on Cooney's show regardless. Oh, uh, uh, and, well, and, tell him I said hi. <laughs> 
<laughs> Give me a signed <laughs> autograph, would you? He knows I want one so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, you. Uh, Lou was kind of um, taken aback by the aggressive hug I gave Clooney. You really seemed like you knew him. Yeah. And I don't know, because Lou's the one that said, that's Jerry Cooney in there. And I'm like, oh, maybe I met him last time I was here, and I was supposed to say hello to him. But I don't remember ever meeting him. And then I didn't want you to have an awkward moment where you were have to meet him and not know who he was. Who's this old big guy? Yeah, so he prepped me on that. So, but I thought I met him, and and Lou was saying, "Hey, you met him last time. You might want to get in there and and give him." And, and yeah, I gave him a bear hug. It was a, real, it was you, a real good embrace. Because you did meet him before. I don't remember. But you did, Lou saying. No, no, no. Lou don't know. Oh. I was just prepping him oh. just just because I know how Cooney is. He 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 accosts everybody in the hallway and always wants to talk. Oh. So I wanted to prep you. Say, hey, that's Jerry Cooney, the boxer. Is Cooney Italian? Is that or Irish? Yeah, it's Irish. Hey yeah. guys, oh, I'm sorry. Your names? Corey, Mikey, Corey, Sebastian, Pete. Hi guys. I don't. Uh, this is just me, and we don't have to put this on the show. Could you um, take take the camera and just give a couple different like looks, uh, just so we maybe uh, take the footage, maybe edit it. Um, and I'm into movement with camera lately, and uh, it, you know it, it, it could be whenever. It doesn't have to be now. Just get some like, like maybe I don't know. If, I think we might bring a third one in too. Put your pants on and go to bed. I had a big show in uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, and we filmed. I want to hear about that. Yeah, for. Uh, yeah, you know, we're gonna splice a commercial together. Wow. So I'm getting into more of the directing of like the cameras and the movement and whatnot. And I noticed a lot of podcasts. It's just this camera here, this camera here, and it's like it, there's really nothing. Standard. Yeah, there's really nothing yeah. to capture. I, I honestly thought you were gonna tell these guys we'll text you when we're done and you can come <laughs> back and get the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much it is not moved. Do <laughs> you think that's where it was going, Lou? <laughs> yeah. okay. Excuse me, guys. Can you leave? Um, no. Uh, and, and I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to get some, like, like a, just like a little movement. You know, get Lou and, and whatnot. Yeah. And splice it together and look like the, the, I, yeah, there's, yeah. like, a lot of excitement going Absolutely, on. man. I agree. No, that would be good. How, how was the show, by the way, man? First of all, it was an arena, right? Yeah, it was an arena. It was in Philadelphia. It was it was one of... Uh, it was a lot of production involved. So I was seeing how everything was going to operate. The screen, the lights. There was some cryo coming out of the... So what, what we did was we put some cryo, which is like smoke, really. It's, yeah. like, uh, it's almost like uh, dried ice. Yeah, yeah. So I come out and... It's supposed to go off when this big drape goes into the... There's like a drape that sucks into the uh, screen. Wow. And I'm there, and it's supposed to go off. I get so involved in like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. I walk into it. What the fuck are you doing? And it's like, if it gets on, it's like, uh, you know, if it gets on your skin, it's like, it, it could burn you. Holy shit, dude. But it hit my jacket. So I come out of the smoke, act like nothing happened, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I could never be a rock star, bro. I'd be walking into flames and... 
I thought that stuff was designed that you do walk through it. No, no, oh no my this stuff. God, this that's stuff. a big ask. Don't walk forward, you'll burn to death. <laughs> so, so did you feel it like hitting your hands or anything? No, or? It, it hit my leather. It just it went uh, on my arm. It didn't hit my skin at all. And the new hair at the, the point, the, I, right? I'm thinking, yeah, did yeah. it touch the hair? Am I gonna have to go get another oh, restoration man. done? Yeah, yeah, right. But it was. Uh, it was good. It was a good time. It was it was pretty pretty crazy. How, how many people? Uh, I think the total number was sixteen thousand two hundred. Unbelievable! Now I saw was I know you did one in in Scranton. That was separate, right? That was Wilkes Bar. Yeah, yeah Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. That was a round theater. Was no, no, no. It was just a theater. It was just a. Oh, like so a, the one I saw then the photo was probably the arena, and it was a round stage. Round right? stage. Yeah, that's that's the arena. So, what do you have a rule of thumb? Like, I'll do ten minutes this way, ten minutes this way, ten minutes. Like, how do you mentally decide when you're going to do a spin so the other side can see you, or do you stay in? Like, is there uh, one section that paid more so you're supposed to stay that way the no. most? <laughs> How much are these seats? Um, no, it, it's uh, it's just kind of internal for me. I'm like, oh, this is getting a little stale over here. And yeah. I don't spend a lot of time in one area. I really right. kind of in, you know, populate the stage. Plus, there's a screen above me. So yeah. it's amazing. People, even in the real uh, close row, they're, they're watching the screens. I mean, if you put a screen up, someone's going to watch it. It's like a live show. Yeah. You're six rows back. And they're looking at the screen. Yeah. So uh, I don't really pay a lot of attention to that, but I do pay attention to, you know, keep moving as far as uh, as where I'm going to go on stage. But wow. uh, it was it was great. Joe Matarese, uh <laughs> opened up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he was like, I didn't make a documentary about myself. Remember we were talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, it, he, I meant to bring it up on the cast. A nice guy. He, yeah, of course. He, he, he kind of reminds me of like, uh, like kind of a, a cut from our cloth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and people loved him. So it was, uh, it was great. We had, um, uh, <sighs> did I show you? What? Serafina walked. Hey! This man, beautiful. This was in Toronto at the hotel, right? Yeah. So I'll just show you, and then maybe I'll post this up on uh, on uh, our Facebook page. But were you there when Sadie walked? Did we talk about this the other day? I was not there when Sadie walked. No, I we didn't talk we, about it. I think we spoke about this with Sadie. I, we talked about it at your house, hanging out. Okay, well... Yeah. Uh, let's just play. Let's just play the video. Just play the video and take a All look right, at here this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There she goes. There she goes. Three, five, dude. Uh, does she get back up, or is this Cooney in the thirteenth? <laughs> This is all right. So now she's just crawling. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. So it's a walk and crawl. Wh- did we get more walkage since then? No, she's been. I she, do not know if this qualifies as it, the first. Does it walk. qualify as a walk the, if she never does it again? This was about four steps, then back down, and uh, you said not back up since. Okay, so let me let, a, let me let me let me give you the backstory on right. this. <laughs> I don't here. I don't uh, know what happened. Uh, um, I was playing with my phone. And I just hit the video. Yeah. And I looked over, 
and Lana had just let Serafina go, and she did 12 steps. She's there. Okay. So I am recording the 12 steps, right? That's the very first one. I didn't record it. I thought it was on. Because I got oh. so nervous when she took the step. I, I went to go press the red button, which I thought. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. And then she fell down. And then I go, oh, my God, it's not working. So I go get her back up again. We got to we gotta act like this is <laughs> the first. So I'm telling people this, this is, is the first. <laughs> but the real story, we, we don't, yeah, have, we don't yeah. have the first one. Yeah. But the first one was long. Yeah. Like a good nine. I th I'm thinking she ain't going back to crawling after this. But then she did it again. That what you just saw. And we haven't seen it since. How many days ago was this? Monday. This was last week, seven last days ago. Last week? Yeah. I feel like this might be just by choice at this point. Um, like, is there a, a thing where babies, like, they know can walk, but they're like, nah. Not for me. What? <laughs> Not for you, but like... For no, no, no. For her. She, this ain't for me. Yeah, right. Well, what, what's the rush? <laughs> then what's going to come next? You know? Is it... I don't know. Do I got to go see a doctor and say, hey, listen, she 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 got up seven days ago and we haven't seen that behavior since. Well, I think you should be doing a little bit more of Mickey and Rocky with the get up, get up. <laughs> Mickey loves you. <laughs> I mean, no more coddling here. Yeah, no, uh, we, we've been trying. It's it's not like we're not trying. It's just she ain't having it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I ain't doing that again. You got the, it's going to, it's going to happen any day. It's going to be full time any day now. And you got the first, you got the second one. That's yeah, pretty, that's yeah, pretty huge. It's, it's pretty impressive. So she, she's up and running, hopefully, uh, within the next six uh, to seven days. Talk about kids. I got Sadie on two wheels, right? At, oh, at yeah, a pretty yeah. young age. So I got her going now, and, and she bikes all the time with me and Jackie. And recently, uh, well, long story short, uh, my, fa my father-in-law is like, you got to keep her off those hills. You know, she gets wobbly with the handlebars. And I'm like, no, she's got it. And, and honestly, I wanted her to have a little wipeout at some point to, f to know that she's got this. Dude, about, about four days ago, me and her go for a, uh, we're hanging out after school. We go play at the playground. We got the bikes. And then we're coming home, we're going down a hill. And she's flying, and she's in front of me. And, oh, my God, I see her lose control. Oh, God. Dude, head over the handlebars. Oh, no. Smack down into the sidewalk. I, I just jump off my bike. I grab her, I scoop her up. She's screaming right now. Blood coming out of the mouth. Blood on the knees. Just blood everywhere. I'm freaking out right right so god bless the kid she's got gum in her mouth and the gum is bloody but she's still chewing the gum because we just let her start chewing gum recently so even with the gum, she's like ah, ah. so the first thing i do is i check all the teeth and i'm like you're all right you're okay don't worry okay i take my shirt and i'm like cleaning the mouth and i'm like so i call jackie because i still got like you know about a quarter of a mile to get home and what am i gonna do i can't run with her you know so i don't and i don't know if she's gonna have to go to the hospital i, I know the helmet caught her head, so it was cool with that. So next thing you know, uh, a guy comes out of his house, and he's got some tissues. I'm calling Jackie. She's not picking up. And then another guy comes out, and he's like, let me get my first aid kit. And she starts screaming. She don't want that. Now a guy pulls up, and he goes, hey, my name is uh, Greg. I live three doors down from you. I'm on my way home from work. I can, let me give you a lift. I can give you a lift. So I go, oh, thanks. And we get in. She's crying. Blood. I'm trying to. 
And uh, I, I go, I got to come back for the bike, Sadie. I'll bring in the mom. And the guy goes, stay with your daughter. I'll go get the bikes. I'll bring them back and put them by your house. I'm like, oh, thanks so much. Go in, you know, right away. She was like, mom, mom, you know. And it was bad. She had a fat lip. No teeth were fine, but cuts everywhere. But, you know, just but better the next day, healing, taking it like a man with all the bandages. So we write a really nice card to this guy, Greg. And I go and I put it in his mailbox. Because when I came out, the bikes were leaned up against the fence, close to the garage. Class guy, right? Is there more to be done? Do I leave Greg a bottle of vino? Or is a nice letter, you know, we said, you know, all this nice stuff. Really appreciate it. Is that enough? Okay, so let's take it back. Is she wearing any padding, helmet? Not uh, is this just bare bones? Is this like how we used to do it as a kid? No right? helmet, totally helmet, man. And she banged the head, but had the helmet on, so that was fine. Okay, I, I felt so bad, dude. Oh my god, she was wiped out. I uh, mean, top shelf wipeout. Is she having any residual effect from like, daddy let this happen to me at all? Was there any of that? No, not on me at all. And I'm glad. I, you know, listen, I'm glad it happened because I said to her, "It's never going to be that bad, kid. That's as worse as it's ever going to get." You know, and she's a tough kid. You know, the next day, that night she went in the tub screaming, but the next day Jackie bandaged her up and she's like doing the limp to school. And oh, yeah. at the bus stop, people are like, "What happened?" She's like, "Wiped out on my bike." You know, like that whole thing. And then uh, the very next day, back on it. Let's do it. You know, so got over the fear of it. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that you haven't really learned anything doing this show. What did we talk about two or three episodes ago about a card? Oh, nobody. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about a thank you call. Now, but Without something being slipped in there. Without something being slipped in. So, yeah, it's nice that you thought of the guy. You wrote a nice thank you card yeah but that had to be attached to something like yeah you said a wine or a gift card to something yeah um I... no you're right you're right i should have you know what now now if i then a week and a half later it's over <laughs> can't go backwards <laughs> then he knows that i feel what i did wasn't enough right oh shit i'm sure the guy's not gonna think twice about it yeah but of course our rules here are the standard of yes. how to behave and uh you fell short i fell short i agree i agree so yeah man i see when when the kid uh when the kids gets hurt like that i haven't had that thank god uh but that's got to be terrible it the, is with man. the blood, but you know what? The much worse than that is when she gets on the bus and stuff, looking to see like when you see kids like older kids like kind of not being nice to her, uh, like they did at the pool. They were making fun of her. They were taking her dolls and going, "What does this one do?" But she didn't know they were making fun of her, so she's like, "Oh, that's Ariel," and and you're like, "It's breaking your heart, man. It's breaking your heart." And you know, and then you gotta go. Don't worry about them. And she's like, "They're fine, Dad." And you're like, "You're too young to know that." And their parents are right there, not doing anything about. It. And that's what breaks your heart. Oh, yeah. So when she gets on the bus, I'm looking, who she's sitting with? Are they taking it? You know, and she has two friends that always stand up, and Sadie gets in between them, and they all have little gifts for each other, and and that makes you feel good. Yeah, man. yeah. That's uh, so. The show is. 
not fun for anybody right now, I don't think. No, 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 no. When you get on the- <laughs> I'm highly aware of that, Lou. This is a Dear Abby shit we're doing. Dude, am I lying, Lou? When the cameras are on, Sebastian slows down to a whisper. And I was just, hot. I was listening <laughs> and I was commenting. <laughs> uh, plus, actually, I'm a little tired today. I got up kind of early. I did today. Yeah. A cooking segment. On the Today Show with Megan Kelly. All right. Now, really, I'm in that like weird spot where yeah, we'll have a mod, but Kitty dance, you know, like <laughs> like I can't just go on and sit out and talk. But they parlayed this thing into a uh, a cooking segment because I had the book, stay hungry, whatnot, and I'm like. Listen, I, when I cook, there's not like a recipe involved that you could post on a website. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm making steak, a little salt and pepper, and let's get it on the thing. Or a fish, a little lemon. You know, there's not like a steps to you know, follow. There's not people at home going, this is the Sebastian salad? I followed it to a T. It's not that good. Christ, this is what he's eating? There's yeah. none of that. Yeah, so yeah. I got nervous. So right, I go, right. my you know, they're looking for something where you can make on Monday and have the whole week in the refrigerator. Yeah. So my mom gave the pizza, or the pizza, the meatball recipe. And then you could take the meatballs and make hamburgers out of them by putting a little gargonzola cheese. Right. And then right. you could take the meatballs and piece it out, and then Friday, make tacos with the ground meat, right? Yeah, that's a, that, 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 yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> now, Jackie had a nice pork loin that she made on Monday, and, and for three days in various forms, it was just fantastic. But I think no matter how good a meat is, by Wednesday, that's a wrap, man. I, uh, I, doing tacos with meatballs, fucking. <laughs> Does it still got a meatball taste in the taco? <laughs> Come on, man. How are we making that meat smell, taste Mexican after well, three days just, of Italian? We just. <laughs> We we put some uh, some uh, onion, some cheese, and some tomato, and wrap it in a tortilla. That's it. So I've never cooked on TV before. Yeah. I could barely cook when I'm at home because Lana's always talking to me, and I can't do two things at once. Yeah, and like Lana's like, well, and today, I go, babe, I'm, I'm pouring the boiling water out of this. Let me do this first. So now I'm thinking to myself. I gotta explain this on TV, and then have Megyn Kelly be asking me questions. I was like, I was up all night last night. They, this is crazy. They literally. I thought you were gonna tell me that you, they said Sebastian likes meatballs, so we have a meatball recipe that we're gonna show oh. Sebastian. He's gonna help us with ours, <laughs> and then you just you you're supposed to just dip your fingers in the mozzarella, sprinkle it on as you go. Yes, yeah, so I started out working at the Four Seasons, <laughs> right? You, you're not coming in with, with your own apron and shit? The display, they had a tables, right? You thought I was Gordon Ramsay coming into this damn thing. I had three tables of food. You should have flown your mother in, man, and had her on the segment with you. Seriously, they would have did that. It would have uh, been funny. That would have been funny. But I, my mother freezes up uh, in the cameras, just yeah. like I do. Yeah. So <laughs> No, you're more, you don't freeze up. You're just, you know. I get, I, you know what it is? When I get behind this thing, I think, you know, for next time, Lou, I think I need a handheld. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm married to this thing. Yeah, you like to at, move. At home, I, you know, I'm, 
So in this, I feel like I'm. That's true. I hear you. It so does keep you limited. I go. I'm gonna wing this. Right. And I go in, and they have like a dummy station in the back where they have all the stuff. And they said, "This is, you know, this is where your eggs are. Everything's pre-cut." Da, 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 da. According to your recipe that yeah. you sent us. According to the recipe. And you're like, "Shoo!" Because I do this like once a week at home, and it has to be like this is all all brand new. Never made meatballs before in my life. And I'm gonna make them now <laughs> on the Today Show. <laughs> Holy shit! So they're telling me, you know, they have cooked meatballs. Everything's like made, so they have yeah. like they have the prep area, and then at the end of the table, they have cooked meatballs. Right. They have the hamburgers, then they have the burgers, okay. and then they have the uh, the tacos, but they have the taco. You know, so I put everything in, and then you gotta. You got to mush it together. So I'm telling her, get in here. Get dirty. You know, I, I feel like, uh, like, what's his name? Um, like any one of them. Like <laughs> Emeril Lagazi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to throw a, a bam oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. And, and then she's making the meat. And then I'm making my meatballs. And my meatball, compared to what they made, mine looks like a baseball. Yeah. yeah. Theirs look like marbles. Yeah. Oh, right. I go, I like to make mine a lot bigger than what we see here. Then I'm frying this. They got a fryer. I'm frying in front of a live studio audience. Right? What are you What are you talking about while you're doing this? Just what you're doing, or are you? I'm just like you know. I'm just playing to the camera. I'm figuring this is what I've done my whole life. Yeah. I I related this to what I did with book reports. Didn't really read the book. I figure if I make people laugh during this, they're going to forget that I don't even know how to do the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm goofing around with the audience and playing to her. We're going to eat a meatball. Now, I don't want to eat a meatball on TV because I got like catch-alls in my teeth and there's parsley in there. I feel if I eat a meatball, yeah. there's going to be a piece of parsley on TV. No go. I even mentioned that. I go, I don't eat on TV because I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> in my teeth. <laughs> so she eats one, and then I eat one. Big mistake. Do not eat while you're trying to give a cooking demonstration because now it's like it's stuck in my throat, and I'm trying to talk. So I'm coughing now during the segment. Right. They had to bring water out. So I could drink some water. To, to, similar to yeah, that. Similar to Lou. Yeah, yeah. But Lou, Lou didn't even eat a meatball. That's just every day. So, so how, how long was this segment? 42 minutes? I, that, the, the way it was set up, I'm like, this is half of the show. Yeah. So five minutes. Five minutes. You got to be out there. So I'm doing the burger, right? And then, the, then I eat a burger bite. And then I get to the tacos, and I'm doing the taco thing. And I'm just trying, you know, and then I'm looking like, okay, how long do I got left up here? And I glance, it's 30 seconds. And I'm like, all right, this is the home stretch. Da, 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 da. And, and it, it was good. But it's going to air. Well, it's Friday now, but it aired on Tuesday. You could pick it up online. Uh, it's uh, yeah, my yeah. cooking segment with Megan Kelly. And you tell me. If I know, if I look like I know what I'm doing, that's the first time wow. I made any of this stuff on, uh, and it's on TV. And like, did she eat your meatball and be like, "Oh, it's really good"? Yeah, uh, yeah, she was a sweetheart. Yeah. She was very nice, very, very, uh, you know, patient with me. Now, are you implying earlier in the segment then that, like, if Ray Liotta, for example, wanted to go on Megyn Kelly, would they not ask him to cook or dance? 
Probably not. I'm not saying that this was what got me on the show, but you know, in doing so to get on these larger shows, it's nice yeah. if you kind of bring something to the table. Plus, it's to stay hungry book that yeah. we were promoting. Yeah. It's food. Plus, we're comics, so yeah. there's always like you know they don't, they want us to always be doing something funny or trying to. Actually, I was nervous going into it, but after I did it, I'm like, oh, this is this is. I like an activity opposed to sitting down one-on-one talking because i feel if you're doing the activity the comedy just is not i'm better like off like what's going on rather than so i have a book coming right 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 yeah you can do play with everything you're doing yeah that's interesting yeah that's interesting lou are you all right yeah i mean we should address this at some point (laughs) guys could you get lou getting a a long uh (laughs) just having a little coughing fit it's all right robitussin no matter what you got, Robitussin better handle it. Um, are you getting that on? <laughs> Possible new sponsor. By the way, do we have our sponsor? Um, supposed to have a couple of days with this the the sponsor, Casper. So we could say that. So I was saying. Supposed to be like in October we have one, and I think in November we have one. Yeah, like it's not like the raises. I thought it was like the raises where every show we would just say yeah, the raises. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. So. I'm just seeing where that was. So, yeah, working on that bed too. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Dude, did I tell you the hotel I checked in today? No front desk, just totally automated, man. It's the future. Wait a minute. You walk in, no one even greets you? There's no employees? No employees. No one. And get this one. I was going to drive because I was going to go Paul this with seeing my mom and stuff. But one thing led to another and I wasn't able to and found that out yesterday. And I was like, man, I don't want to drive. So I, I, I took Amtrak. I got on it at uh, five in the morning and I am going on record. The element on Amtrak is classier than flights. My, my mind was blown. I, I, I mean, it's just so pleasant because the first two hours I, I was just sleeping and then I wake up, I go to the other car I get a cup of coffee. Everyone's in slacks and some men in suits and they're on their computers and we pop right into Penn Station and I walk over to my hotel. I, I get in an Amtrak, you park right in front of the parking lot for free. Yeah. There's, there's, you go, the train pulls up, you get on in two seconds. If you're uh, carrying something illegal, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, nothing on that one. Uh, <laughs> you come right into Penn Station, walk right to my hotel. Uh, I'm in I'm in a hotel three hours before check-in. I'm like, oh, let me ask. Maybe I'll smooth talk the front desk. It's just a kiosk. It says check-in. I, I put my name in. Welcome, Mr. Corielli. The key slides out of the bottom with a little piece of paper that says, take the elevator to the fourth floor. I go to the fourth floor, and it's just a beautiful outdoor area. And then it says, take one of these to your room. I go, my room is no bigger than this little area. The bed is like you press a button, and it slides out. So at night, it kind of takes up the whole room. The shower looks out to the skyline. The whole thing was like 100 bucks plus tax. It's stunning. <laughs> and my whole, my whole trip, I haven't had to talk to a single human being, man. That's the right. wave of the future. But let me let me throw this at you. You were a front desk guy. Yeah. Right? What what did you do? I mean, if it if it's basically just spitting out a key, mm-hmm. what the hell were you doing checking people in? Because it seems like the front desk person is doing a lot of typing. 
Right. So what what are they? I was putting in your credit card number. I was taking a a, a, a deposit off of your credit card. Right. I was welcoming you to the hotel. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff that you don't care about, right? You don't care about being welcomed by some dude who you know is only getting paid because he has to say welcome to the hotel and he don't give a shit either, right? So let's cut that out. Right. My credit card gets slidden into the machine yeah. so they can read that it's me. So then they, so now they got the deposit. All I need to know is where the room is and how to get there. Put that on a piece of paper. Boom. We are uh, done. I don't know if I like that. I love it. What's not to like, man? I got a couple questions. Where's the gym? Um, the gym is, dude, you get up to your room and there's a screen. You press a button. It tells you where everything is. Don't get me wrong. With the family on a nice vacation, I want I want a concierge. I want the whole buzz in the lobby going on. But when I'm solo, just on business, doing some meetings and in and out, boom, I'm loving it. All right. All right. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna as human beings do in the future. Our job is gonna be to watch the machine that does the thing. <laughs> I know that's there's gonna be nothing to do, man. Just gonna be sitting around doing shit. I know it's a, it's a lot of automation, this, entertainment, and nursing. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> that's the only thing, right? <laughs> oh man! So holy shit, man! Did you can we you announced it now? Yeah, You're playing yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Madison Square Garden, January 19th. Tickets are actually on sale today to the public. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been a uh, it's been a long time in the making. We've been planning this for quite some time. And, um... Do, do, do you ever feel like you're gonna, like, roll over and, and wake up and you're in, a, you're, in a, you're in the back of the bus on the Vince Vaughn tour? <laughs> <laughs> Many a times. Every I morning. mean, it's like... <laughs> I was thinking about today walking over here about you playing the garden. I'm like, even when I dream, my dream is biggest dream. It wasn't for me. It would be a sitcom anyway. Like that was my biggest dream. But like I would never. If someone said, Pete, what's your biggest dream? And they said, How about the garden? I go, Easy guy. It's the dice did that. Like so. That's insane, dude. Congratulations, man. Thank you. It's uh, officially though. Like it's. What's great too is now I don't have to. There's nothing more to get more excited for at that point. Like there's just things that may match that, right, Lou? But like, what? What Wembley? Oh yeah, you're doing it now with the London version of it, right? Holy! And the and the Seinfeld show at Carnegie Hall. Oh, How fun was that, that man? That was great. That was a fundraiser, good plus, uh, which Lana and I have been a part of for the last I don't know year and a half. Um, and they did a big fundraiser at Carnegie Hall. Never played Carnegie before. And it was myself. Uh, who else was on the show? Jerry Seinfeld, Gad, M- uh, Lisa Les- Leslie L- Jones, Leslie, Leslie Jones, Jones. Um, Common, and John Legend. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the work ethic that I have, or maybe the sickness that I have, I um, also scheduled a corporate gig the same night uh, at the same time. So. Um, I had to make it over to Lincoln Center, where the corporate gig was. Um, well, first I went to the red carpet, did that at the Carnegie, went to the corporate gig, and then from the corporate gig went back and performed at the uh, the Carnegie Hall. And I got to tell you, uh, oh, Seth Meyers there, Michael Strahan, just a star-studded event. The kind of who's who of New York City was in yeah, the crowd. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a blast. Yeah. Complete blast. Lana was there. We went to an after party afterwards. Beautiful after party. Um, I saw 
Chris Rock was there. Just a lot of people that I typically don't get a chance to see just because when you do comedy, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. But when yeah. you do a show with a bunch of people like that, really, really cool. Um, well, what's the live entertainment like at the party after? Is there any? DJ. 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 There's food. There's drinks. Um but it was fun. It was fun. It was like a good night out, talking to different people, yeah. and mingling. And uh, did you see Naomi Watts? I read that I, she was there. I did not see her. I saw uh, who, who else was there? Michael Rappaport was at the. Uh, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy Schumer was at the party. Um, yeah, so it, wow, just, it was man. cool. We got very we got a cool chance to hang out with Lana's cousin. Came to the show. Uh, it was just one of those nights where uh, I watched that that uh, John Legend and Common song. They sang "Glory" at the end of it. Uh, uh, Lou, uh, I'm going to ask you to pull up a couple songs here because uh, I got into some uh, a heated battle. Um, "Glory" is a really good song. Um, the, by the way, does does Legend also do the one "I Should Have Bought You Flowers"? Uh, uh, no, that's uh, Bruno Mars. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked that. What's Glory? Let's but see. This, it. this is Glory. When the war is won, we will be sure. We will be sure. Oh, glory. They had a, they had wow. a choir there. Beautiful. And, man. and this Holy song in Carnegie Hall was fantastic. I bet it was unbelievable, man. Wow. I want to switch gears. Wow. Not so much. Uh, Lou, I want you to pull up, uh, and I don't know if you're into this at all, or any of the guys in the room are into this, but I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I went to go take a piss. I came back to my uh, bed, and I was looking at Twitter. It, just, it was when I couldn't sleep or whatever. Yeah. And I saw that uh, Eminem did a song. like a, It's called Kill Shot. Lou, you know this? I do. Okay. Do you know this? I don't know if I know this song. Okay, it's a new song. It's oh. a rebuttal to this guy that his name is Machine Gun Kelly. Apparently, oh, okay. they got a beef together. Look, a bird. <laughs> <laughs> so Machine Gun Kelly did this, this, and I don't even. I didn't even know. I read this. about this. Yeah, you read about it. I don't know what it's about, but I just know so they're, they're feuding. So they're feuding with words in songs. I got so wrapped up in this. Five o'clock in the morning. Really? I did a deep dive on this Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem and the beef and this and that. Oh, Luke, man. can you give a little sample of first Machine Gun Kelly's rip on uh, Eminem? So it was a deep dive on this, then into the meatball recipe. What <laughs> <On> a morning. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was napping on the, in the in Amtrak. That's why the oh, show is popping. By the way, can I point out before we go into this for a little side laughter, Sebastian just announced he's doing the garden. Just played an arena in Philly. Just did a benefit in Carnegie Hall. Tied in with a corporate gig the same night. But yesterday, this is what I love about you. He texts me, I need a cast my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make that happen? <laughs> I just know everybody was getting a cast for I got I needed to jump on the train. <laughs> That's the Sicilian roots, the old school kicking in, man. Well, you get I like it. 
I love it. Oh, so 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 what's going on now? What did Machine Gun Kelly say that made Eminem say this rebuttal? Well, what are we starting off with? I think he was making fun of his daughter, Eminem's daughter. Yes. Right? Oh, Haley. Yeah, he yeah. gets mad when you make fun of him. When you, when you mention her, he's like, yeah. yo, you don't mention her. Lou, even edit out that I said Eminem's daughter's real name, all right? I don't need any trouble, man. I'm you might get life from Fidelia. <laughs> you might get thrown into an Eminem song. <laughs> oh, boy, I could use it. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I didn't know about this guy until Eminem started rapping about him. So it's something to be said about getting thrown into an Eminem song. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, that Jay-Z song about just play like Nick Van Exel, like the basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that guy is long gone, but he lives forever in the song. Oh, of course. There's there's, uh, rap, double. there's rap double. little uh, little sample. Oh, my God, Ronnie. Hey, somebody grab some clippers. This fucking beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You sober and bored, huh? I know. I'm about to be 46 years old, dog. Talking about, I'm a call up trick, trick. Man, you sound like a bitch, bitch. Man, I can handle your shit. You mad about something I said in 2012? Took you six years and a surprise album just to come with a disc. Homie, we did it. Okay. We know that you're the oh, okay. I did read about this. Now, this guy is like, he loved Eminem, and Eminem was his idol. Yeah, he, yes. yeah. He was one of his uh, inspirations, and I don't know what the hell happened, but now he is—he's uh, rapping. It's like it's like, it's like like white rappers now have beef. He used yeah. to be like back in the day. It used to be like what was a big rap? Like Tupac and uh, Biggie, right? Yes. Now it's uh, now it's Eminem and this guy uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So then then Eminem came back with uh, his own. Bitch, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Your fans become your haters. You done? Weird, weird. Doing this once. Rihanna just hit me on a text. Last night I left hickeys on her neck. Wait. You just diss me, I'm perplexed. Insult me in a line, compliment me on the next. Damn, I'm really sorry you want me to have a heart attack. Was watching 8 Mile, I'm on auto track. Realized I forgot to call you back. Here's that autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on a starter cap. Stan, Stan, son, listen, man, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a damn gun and have a man bun? Oh. I listened to the song multiple times. This, oh. is, this is what I was doing at 4 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Right. I was listening over and over to the words and the lyrics and how how the, he's answering what the yeah. what the Kelly that's <laughs> intense, dude. No man, it's this is the, what I'm doing yeah. at four o'clock in the morning. I should be looking at meatball recipes, and I'm fully engulfed in Machine Gun Kelly's past. Who, who do you think is winning as far as the war on words I, from from your where you're standing? I don't know. I like both songs. I. I I'm going to incorporate them into my playlist while I work out. Do you, do you find yourself going, well, he's making a good point. Well, he has a good point there, too. Yeah, yeah. And a man bun and a beard. And a <laughs> well, it's just interesting because I'm not getting into anything, but I was telling you guys before the show that uh, somebody tweeted something, uh, a comedian did, and, it, bo and yeah. it bothered me, you know? But you get nothing out of saying anything about it. It's like, so, so I wouldn't bother. But it, it brings up a... Um, a point of a buddy of mine uh, was telling me, have you ever know about this? He like he 
is a big Pittsburgh Pirates fan. He was telling me, uh, he lives in my town, right? We hang out. And he's like, so I'll rail on, like, this was one guy, a reliever, that I rail on him. And then he shuts me down. So then I open up a dummy count, and I rail on him again. And then he shuts me down, and he goes, now, when they shut me down, it makes me feel good because I know they're reading it, and I got to him. What do you mean, shut down? They, do mean? they deny your account. Oh. So then he goes, so the third time I opened up an account, that reliever email a text tweeted me and said hey do you want me just to open back up the other two accounts i shut down yours um every wednesday when i pitch or whatever it was you know so he found out that the other ones were him so even if i was like because then i called my buddy i'm like i'm gonna open up a dummy account to say something to that comic and and then i'm like i'm too afraid they'd find out and like it's like the opposite of rap i don't want any Feud or repercussions, no. and, and I don't want to be someone who says something anonymous. So then there's nothing to do. See, this is the this is the beauty of rap. I think if you throw in your disgust or your displeasure with another human being with a beat and a rap, I think it comes off as being like cool. Yeah. But if you're a comedian, you want to rip on another comedian. It comes off. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. At, uh, Lou, do we have like a beat we could like maybe underlie a beat, um, uh, just like a rap beat or something, and maybe we could rap over it if you had like a if you had a beef with somebody. Could you uh, could you come up? You're quick on your feet. Yeah, like Bill Smith, you think you're funny? I hear your jokes. I think you're a dummy. Yeah, doing knock knock jokes See? till the sun comes up. Why don't you write some? Oh, yo, you don't have a pen, yo. Yo, yo, you don't have a pen, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Wearing that blazer looking clever. Round glasses. Saying same stuff as me, but you're smarter with it. I got no rhyme, though. Yeah, the rhyme is hard. I don't know how they do the rhyme. Sometimes you don't need one. See, but already, like, I feel like people are going, oh, who's he talking about? Yeah. So, and I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just rapping so that I don't want any trouble, man. I don't want any trouble with anybody. I mean, I mean. Someone said you're great. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> Crushing fruit with a hammer, yo. Crushing fruit with a hammer, yo. So great, your brother can do it too, yo. You got oh, no pen. Got no pen. No pencil either. Go buy some paper. Think you can just ra- riff, riff, get on the train and riff, riff. Jerry Seinfeld says you gotta write that, baby. Amtrak is the new first class. <laughs> no check-in line, no parking pass. <laughs> Wi-Fi throughout the cabin. With a view, yo, with a view, yo, with a view of the Hudson River, yo. Check in, no front desk clerk. He spits out, no front desk clerk, go up to your room. Bed comes out of the wall. I don't, I don't know. It, it I just, like it. it it's just. Here we go. Love it all. Fun. <laughs> it I think it's fun. just fun. I feel to, cooler. Yeah, right? I feel like I can just vape now, right here. I'm gonna. <laughs> I know why Snoop does it. Yeah, man. I wouldn't mind writing a rap song. Again? We just did. Yeah, but something a little bit more clever. 
Yes, actually sit down and try and rhyme. I can't rhyme for the life of me. Oh, come on. It takes like how much time, right? Yeah, but something that makes sense. Okay. Let's talk right, hey, I'll, I'll give you one. Uh, what rhymes with fire? My desire. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so easy. Uh, and breezy. <laughs> I'm going to be doing it all day. Oh, hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're better I'm at it. I'm telling you, dude, there's nothing to it. If you just, you got to dangle the chain, be willing to commit a crime at any given moment. <laughs> be like, just a rebel, dude. Are we done? <laughs> you can't follow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I got to yeah, some edits I got to do anyway. Um, all right, what do, we, uh, what do we got here? Listen, tickets are on sale. Madison Square Garden. SebastianLive.com and January 19th. Um, also, I have a bunch of other tour dates at the website. This has been uh, so much fun. We have a we fo- we did a photo shoot before this yes. that we didn't mention, and uh, we're coming up with some new artwork for yeah. the show. So we're excited Can- about that. Listen, I I've noticed, and I don't know if the rest of the team here has noticed that we are climbing in the uh, in the rankings. Um, you know, it's. I think we hit 65 this week. Wow. So there is a definite fan support out there. Um, that's all we ask is you just share it on your uh, Facebook page, tweet out. I know we have a loyal listenership, but it would, uh, would be nice to grow it. Um, and that's all we got. You got anything else? No, man. Great hanging. Great hang. Yeah. Hey guys, sorry for the spotty recording here, but uh, I just have a new announcement that I wanted to add, and I didn't want to miss the chance to put it up on this show. Uh, as you know, October 18th through 20th, I'll be at Gotham Comedy Club. Tickets are filling up, which I really appreciate, man. We're going to have a good time that weekend. October 18th through 20th, Gotham Comedy Club. And just added, November 3rd, I'm going to be a part of the Comics Come Home show at the Boston Garden, hosted by Dennis Leary. He shot me an email and asked me to be a part of it. I am so psyched. Especially, especially because the show, I can't believe how many comedians that are my friends are on this show. It's insane. Jim Brewer, Robert Kelly, Jessica Kirsten, Billy Gardell. All these people are my friends. And then, oh, on top of that, Brian Regan. So you got three, four good pals. Well, then you get yourself a tribe. There ain't nothing stronger than that. It's crazy. And that's November 3rd at the Boston Garden, obviously hosted by the great Dennis Leary. And Lenny Clark will be there, too. So really appreciative to be a part of that. should be a blast. And if you come out to the Garden, feel free to yell out, PD! So I know it's you guys. Feel free to do that at the start of any show. Sometimes you guys yell it out, and others are like, I don't know if I could. Dude, always let it out. PD lets me know I'm not riding alone. Later. PD! The show has ended. Sadie gets in between them and they all 
have little gifts for each other, and, and that makes you feel good, yeah, man. Yeah. That's uh, so. The show is not fun for anybody right now. I don't think. No, 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 no. When you get on, the- <laughs> I'm highly aware of that, Lou. This is a Dear Abby shit we're doing. <laughs>